it's your girl welcome to patrice's playlist so glad that you're here this is season one episode five and i cannot believe what started out as an experiment has now become a legit thing like here we are we're really doing this thing and what i'm most excited about when it comes to these conversations is introducing you to and sharing with the world uh, these incredible folks that i've come across that i've met that are sometimes friends of mine or people that I admire from afar. And I just get to sit down and hear their story and how they're navigating faith and relationships. And so I always feel like everyone has a story to tell and we can glean wisdom from just about anyone's story. And I'm really glad to share with you guys uh, this episode. One of my friends uh, who is just, she's incredible. And this one is special because we end up praying, you know, at the end of this uh this conversation and I hope you stick around for that because it's really powerful so whether you're in your living room your kitchen you have your tea you're on the treadmill you're in your car um, I just know that you're gonna be blessed by this conversation so enjoy my time that I have with my friend Diana Anderson I would feel hi everyone I want to officially introduce you we just kind of you know starting these conversations because you know, a lot of times I have people on here that I actually know and love, and I'm just privileged and blessed to know so many incredible people, artists, pastors, worship leaders. I mean, just my, I'm pretty rich in that respect in terms of friendship. And so I'm really excited to introduce to you guys, um, someone who's a dear friend of mine. Um, you probably saw from some of the the things I was pushing out to Facebook and Instagram today, that she is a worship pastor. She teaches, she preaches the word of God. We're into Jesus on this show, by the way, in case you just kind of stumble upon this one. Um, and uh, she's a wife, a mom, uh, a friend. She's so many things, but I want to introduce you guys, um, Diana Anderson. Hiya. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. Oh, isn't she gorgeous, everyone? Um, listen, I, we were talking before we got to, to share with you guys, we were talking about how I got wrecked a little bit by the Lord. And when I say wrecked, just to just give a quick little definition, I just mean like really moved. And sometimes I can't like articulate all the words. And so I might start crying in the middle of this interview. I'm not quite sure what God is doing, but I feel like for anyone that listens to this, watches this, um, I don't usually say this, but I feel like you need to hear this. You need this time. Like we're just gonna go for like another 45 minutes or so. Um, but I think you wanna be here for this one. And if you have any prayer requests, please put them in the comments below. Please, please, please. Um, and if I don't hear any prayer requests or you know people want to kind of keep it unspoken, that was a thing. I remember unspoken. Um, that's totally cool. We're still gonna pray most likely afterwards and uh, see what God wants to say and speak to you specifically. So, um, Miss, Mrs. Diana Anderson, um, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and like and how did you become? some of the things that I mentioned when I entered you, like what was your journey to becoming like a worship pastor and all the things that you are, there's so much that she does. And she's just full of so much wisdom, everyone. It's 
not even funny. Like, it's just not even funny. Um, but yeah, can you share with uh, those that are watching and listening a little bit about your story? Um, and then we'll talk about what this season of life looks like for you in the midst of you doing what you do. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, um, I grew up in a faith that believed in Jesus, but not in any sort of personal relationship with him. He was like the principal that you didn't want to piss off. And you hoped that if you died, you had enough credits versus debits to hopefully get to heaven. Yeah. And um, I, just like Patrice, can I say the school we went to? What? College. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just yeah. want to double check. So, yeah, no, it's be free. Um, so I went to Pepperdine University, so to Patrice, whoop, whoop, whoop. but I'm like a couple decades ahead of her. But anyway, um, and it was just really funny because the whole reason I went there is because I drove by with a bunch of friends on senior ditch day. And I looked, I went, ooh, pretty. Think I'll apply here. And got in and I was a theater major with the degree, um, my degree actually was in communications because at the time Pepperdine didn't have a theater arts major, they do now. Um, but so I was a communications major with a degree, with an emphasis in theater, in uh -huh. technical theater. Um, I got my degree in lighting design because at the time, and wow. actually even now, they needed more technical theater majors than they, need, than they needed performance art majors. Oh, wow. So I had heard that and I had done lighting in high school. I went to Hollywood High hmm. and I got to, they have a class A theater with fly space and everything. So I got to train in lighting there, which was cool. So when they asked me, they're like, so what is your major? What's your emphasis? And my friend who I came into, uh, to, into Pepperdine with, she went lighting and I went, lighting and <laughs> so like I became a lighting major yeah. yeah I love how that happens at that point which paid for my education which was super yeah yeah cool. awesome um but I was a dancer loved musical theater and um so I performed a lot as well and really got into choreography a lot at Pepperdine Mm -hmm. uh, was not a believer in Jesus other than a rudimentary believer. Like, yeah, it's God and Jesus is part of that somehow. And that, that's cool. But Pepperdine is a, a Christian university and had some classes and a lot of people talking to me about Jesus. And I was like, mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and um, so near the end of my time there, um, got my heart broken pretty bad, was really mad and decided that, um, and the guy who broke my heart was a Christian. So I decided to we'll talk about that later. Uh, transfer my anger to God and say, well, if that's what Christianity is, I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of you. I, there's so many different religions. Um, maybe God doesn't even exist. Uh, and then one day I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, you know, I am comprehending that I am looking at an image of myself through mirrored glass. Mm. That's way too complex to be an accident. Mm. And wow. it was just kind of a revelation moment for me. And I'm like, no, there's a serious amount of design in the universe. Mm. And 
all right, I'll give you another shot, God. <laughs> that's, a, so yeah, that's my conversation. So generous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I'm like, well, I grew up in this one faith. I think they believe in the Bible. So maybe I'll start reading the Bible. And um, so I'm like, okay, I don't even know where to start. And I ran into this girl um, just out in the quad at school and seriously legit heard a school bell go off in my head and there are no school bells there in college no. and this bell goes off in my head I'm like whoa so I went up to her she kind of barely knew me and I'm like hey um I think you're what I need could we have lunch and she's like wow okay so we get together and I'm like I want to learn the bible she immediately starts like crying wow and she's like oh my god I would be so honored to teach you the Bible and I don't even know where to start. Let me pray and talk to my boss. I'll get back to you. So we um, started meeting with another one of my roommates and she started leading us in the Bible and mm. I was reading it and I'm just like, I know all of this is true. I know that I know that I know. I had spent that summer before reading a book, uh, a science fiction book called This Present Darkness by a guy named uh -huh. oh my gosh that book is fire sorry i'm just like fell in my eye so everyone i'm okay though yeah anyway and it's a it's a fiction story but it, it parallels the supernatural world to the real world that yeah. we're in the yeah. natural world and in just reading it i'm like this is so real i've felt these things i've encountered right. these things um, I grew up in a Hispanic family in Puerto Rican, and there's just a ton of witchcraft mm. in my family line. So like, yeah, the supernatural is not that far away from my reality. And so reading wow. that book, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've encountered this. This is real. Right. And I've only like been afraid of like the dark side, but it's like, right so there's angels and there's a good part to this and so went through that bible study with um with my friend and and ended up giving my life to the lord and the night that i went to church with some other friends uh-huh um and i'm sitting there during worship and i'm just like sob crying but inside you know when you don't want anybody to know that you're crying so i'm just sitting there like this yes yeah. Just serious sob crying on the inside i'm yeah. like what is happening i don't even know what's happening yeah and um the pastor at the end of the service the pastor begins to prophesy so which just means that he's listening to god and he's speaking over the people what he hears god saying about them and he says there's someone here who's gonna get their eyes healed tonight and then he says and there's somebody here and you've been sitting on the fence a long time and the lord wants you to know it's okay to come in and he just opens his eyes and he stops and he looks at me he goes oh that's you and i'm like um so he he just he reaches out he takes my hand and he takes me right over to the stage where the worship leader is playing keys and singing and she, and he just leaves me there and goes to pray for somebody else and she comes right off of the keyboard and she's like laughing because I'm just mm -hmm. in tears and she can feel the presence of the Lord on me and she's just laughing and I don't even know her and she just lays hands on me and she goes you're gonna be a worship leader 
And I'd never met her. She did not know me. Nobody had told her about me. She had no idea that I was in theater arts, nothing. And she's just like, oh, you're going to be a worship leader. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? She's like, no, honey, not today. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But immediately she began to train me and raise me up in worship. Mm. And that was in 89. That was you were only nine 80. years old in 89. What are you talking about? So, so 22, <laughs> my favorite number. Um, and so I just began uh, being trained up in leading worship there. And then four years later, married my husband um, and we moved to Orange County and then we moved to Coronado down in San Diego. Oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. There. <sighs> I loved it. And I got to lead worship there for two years while we were there. And then we came back up here, live in um, Los Angeles County. Mm-hmm. And we went to a church that doesn't exist anymore, the Malibu Vineyard. Mm-hmm. And there were so many professional people, artists. Yeah. And it was a time where God just kind of um, put me back in hiding. Wow. And, and it was tough mm-hmm. because I was still, you know, I mean, I was uh, four or five, I was like seven years old in the Lord, but I was convinced I have all these gifts and you're not letting me use them. And um, I think a lot of people go through that. And the Lord was like, no, I'm, you're going to have kids and I'm going to put you in childcare. And I'm like, what? It was almost an insult. No, 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 no. How many kids do you have for people that don't know? How many kids do you have, Diana? I have four grown kids. My youngest is a senior in high school. I have two in college and one who's married. The two years Doesn't she look too young to have these children that are grown people? Yeah, I know. They're I so know. Fun. I love alone. them. They are just they're, they're amazing. Your kids they're are super fun. Incredible. Some of my favorite people are my kids. Um, anyway, so then I was in childcare for a number of years and um, then uh, they began to start a children's ministry called Get Real. Mm-hmm. And the worship pastors, uh, Chris and Jill Culgen. Yeah, I remember them. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're down in San Diego now with a what? massive ministry. Oh but my I, gosh. Uh, so Jill pulled me in, and the Lord began to give me songs for the kids. Oh. And so that was really cool. And I was also, I was leading worship for community Bible study. Uh huh. CBS, people say CBS and they're like, there's a Bible study at CBS? No, no, no. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was leading worship there at the same time, but at my church, you know, I was not recognized as a worship leader or, you know, sure. even on the team. And, sure. um, but then God began to, with the kids, giving me a heart for the kids, getting me out of myself and my need to be something. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, having my own kids and being with the kids and just having this heart of training children in worship. Wow. Um, And so that became really cool. And then my friends and I started a homeschool co-op and we were doing what you would consider like a Bethel School of Ministry for kids. Wow. Uh Way back in the 90s. And we were- Explain what that is, yeah. So we were training our children to know the word, to worship in freedom, and to hear the voice of the Lord for themselves. I love it. To be able to trust that they could connect 
to the Godhead, Godhead through the Holy Spirit, through mm-hmm. Jesus' sacrifice, through the love of a father yeah. who was a creator and a king. And, and um, so, yeah, we were training all our kids up in hearing the Lord and prophesying themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had this co-op for like 12 years, 14 years. What? Uh-huh. And it was kind of, it was a spirit school for kids. We did it. We did some other, you know, we did worship dance and my favorite was an atmospheres class where we taught the kids that you can create atmospheres because Mm -hmm. you carry the atmosphere of heaven. And so when you walk into a room, you have the authority to shift what's going on in that room. If it's chaotic, you can release peace, but you have to first tap into the peace of the Holy Spirit within mm-hmm. you. And then you can release that in the room. You can release order. You can release freedom. You can release mm-hmm. justice, you know? Yeah. And so the kids all got to, um, they each got a week and they would create their own atmosphere. And, you know, my son who loves cooking did a Christmas dinner for everybody. And, and that was cool. One kid made Narnia and they brought in a, a fog machine and birch trees and created that ice, um, the snow world where the Pevensey kids just first walked in. It was, it was just really fun. So we did all kinds of things. We did the Lion King and oh because God. it was all yeah. about identity. Our school was all about your identity in Christ and who you are being world changers. And so we did the Lion King and, and it was, oh, it was just fun. We had tons, tons of fun. So I did a lot of worship leading with kids for a number of years. Hmm. I started at church. God took me into the secret place. Then he had me do it with kids until mm-hmm. I really shed my need to be recognized, my need to have that affirmation and recognize you know what no worship is about glorifying god not me (laughs) and um and the greatest gift is to bring others into that place to know that they can connect Mm. to god um Mm. through music through atmospheres through dance through song through the word just that worship isn't just um musical yeah. Worship just means humbling ourselves and lifting God up high, exalting okay. him in whatever way possible. And music just happens to be one of the tools for doing that. Um, I taught at a Christian dance studio and we danced to worship all the time. And mm. so we would tap to worship, which was my favorite because I love breaking strongholds with my feet. And um, so those, the, that's all the training. So now I'm at Jubilee Church in Camarillo, California. I've been there for 13 years. I love my church. Um, uh, every church has a message that God gives to their leader. Yeah. And, yeah. and the message of Jubilee is abiding in Christ in adoration. Of- Listen, pause, 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 pause. Okay, number one. <laughs> the fact that you said like every church and especially like you know whoever's pastoring has sort of that that message that thing that they're kind of really saying over and over again even though they're saying different sermons it's like you're really just saying the one thing mm-hmm. though and i can attest to that though for jubilee like who abiding in adoration which right now i feel like a lot of people in this time frame are getting reacclimated or re or introduced for the first time Right. to what that actually means um, in a very real way, in a very 
I don't want to even want to just say practical, but it's like in a way, like it's accessible, I should say, in a very accessible mm -hmm. way. And you guys have been, I think in many ways, hidden as well, because mm -hmm. um, you've been doing it for decades um, at that church. And so I wanted to actually, before we keep going, before we go into that, I wanted to touch back on this home group co-op situation and what was being highlighted. What is like that was something I was hearing um, from parents in the last couple of weeks, just that they're on the verge of burnout. They're starting to get a really bad anxiety, um, all the things like what is something that you can kind of just say as a, as a word of encouragement for those that are homeschooling, maybe for the very first time ever, um, or this is just a completely different type of intensity of homeschooling, whether they have one kid or whether they have five or six. I mean, you are you are a veteran in this. And I feel like you can speak to this in such a way that brings life um, and also breaks off some shackles. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What's something that. Okay. So if you have found yourself homeschooling for the first time, grace. Um, grace. The, the yes. biggest thing I can tell you is laugh. Mm. The biggest thing I can tell you about your kids mm. is find the laughter find the place that makes you giggle because sometimes it's just it's a slight mm -hmm. um it's just a real slight shift i remember one time i was really kind of perturbed at my husband mm -hmm. who is amazing he is the sweetest cutest most wonderful dude in the world but human yes. <laughs> and um and I was a little bent about him. And my daughter walks in and she goes, isn't dad adorable? And I just went, yeah, he is. Wow. And everything shifted in that moment. I mean, it just, bam, wow. changed so much. All my energy shifted my attitude shifted, my mindset about him, how I was fault finding and my filter mm. got dropped. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, this man is totally adorable. I need to get off this place. Wow. And so often with kids, we find ourselves getting super tight and really ticked and really annoyed at the little things and they're not, they're not doing exactly what I want them to do because they're humans with free will. And yeah. I hate that part. And <laughs> I just want to control them. And I want them to do yeah. what I'm telling them to do. I don't need you to be creative right now. I yeah. just need you to put your dish in the sink. Yeah. You know, it's just, and, and it's so easy to partner with that mindset that now our children are, um, they're a burden. Mm. that um, they're being done to me, that they're an imposition on my life, that they're, and, and so many of us find ourselves, I mean, we're all homeschooling again. We're all just on our computers now, but yeah. my husband's laptop's behind my laptop. The other one's in that room. My daughter's in that room. My other yeah. son's in that You know, all of us are homeschooling again. We're all together again. Yeah. And it's a shift because I had three days at home without anybody for the first time because I homeschooled them all the way up to college. Some of them went to school here and there, but it's like the first time in my life I'm not homeschooling. I had three days at home to myself, two days right. where I was at church. Right. Um, 
and now they're all here again. And they're like, mom, you're always on your computer. Are you always, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I work too. Yeah. You know, and it was just really easy to get annoyed with each other. And then I'm like, no, no, no. This moment is a gift we're being given by God. Mm. And I'm like, don't let me miss this moment. Mm. I have a lot of trouble being present because man, my wheels turn at 120 miles an hour and I'm constantly sorting this issue and and figuring that problem. And I got to counsel this person and you know, what's going on. And now that church is out, we're all working hard to figure out how do we keep 300 people connected when they've all been displaced back into their homes. And so for people in ministry, for people in um, their own businesses, it's like the work situation has tripled. Yep. Because they're, they're scrambling, trying to, you know, keep exactly. it going. Exactly. Yeah. And, but it's so key in this moment that we actually take our time, our appointed time of rest. Because mm. the Lord's in this. Yeah, there's a, there's a virus and that's death and that's sin and that's the brokenness in the world. But God wastes absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been called to this moment to gather into our personal sanctuaries, if you will. To come back into the place of abiding where we're not putting all the weight on the pastor going, you go up the mountain, Moses, you talk to God and then come back and tell me. God's like, no, you, you come, you come now, come meet with me. Mm -hmm. And um, so just working really hard in this transition to make sure that, yeah, I, I do my work, but that I'm present for my family. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And I think too, like, in order to combat um, overwhelm, I think it's so important to make sure that you are resting. And like, for me, that means taking, you know, a full Sabbath, you know, even though I'm still in my pajamas, like all day, every day almost, but, but that is sort of a rhythm of my life that really constitutes rest and allows me to take all the overwhelm, all of the everything you know of the week to the lord like he's so a part of this process he is so um yeah he's just so integrated into that day into that rhythm for me and so me miss i i learned i think last year when i was really introducing getting introduced to this practice and really incorporating it into my life um when i would either skip a week because you know my events would be on the weekend and i usually my sabbath will be on a saturday um like a friday evening to a saturday evening or something to that effect but when if I'm working an event, you know, on a Saturday, I'll switch it to like a whatever the following week or that day or what have you. But I could feel the um, irritation and the irritability and just the overwhelm and all these things that I was starting to feel um, in the midst of not having that rest, uh, which is really it's a part of our inheritance, um, meaning it's God's gift to us as his kids and not because he needs it, but because we do. So, um yeah, I think that's really sound advice. And so I think whether you are homeschooling or whether you are, you know, working at Domino's Pizza or what have you, like... Or find yourself without work and it's really stressful. Exactly. Like anything that you're doing, you know, especially in this season, like you're saying in this time, and it's like, it's like the workload is tripled. And I felt like something that I mentioned to you earlier was everything felt really reactionary for me because we're all trying to play catch up. And that, that movement is so exhausting. And I think in that the Lord is trying to show me at least personally, like number one, you can't control everything and you're going to have to do a deeper level of surrender and watch how I show up 
for you yeah. now that there's space yeah. to do so. So um, I want to just give a couple of shout outs. Um, hi, Heritage Love. Um, we're doing this uh, live on in. I was going to say on Instagram, you're watching on Instagram, on Facebook live. If you have any prayer requests, uh, you can put them here. You can put them there in Instagram, or you can come over here uh, to Facebook and you can find me at Patrice Patrick, um, or she is Patrice Patrick. If you look like just searching for my name. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to um, Allison. Hi, Allison. Thanks for joining us for popping in. Mary Drummond. Oh my gosh. How are you and your cowboy and your life and all that and with your kids? Um, and Lucero. Hey, Mary. <laughs> Wait, you, do you know Mary Drummond? Yes. Oh my her sister oh my gosh. friend. This is, listen, <laughs> what? Totally. Okay, that was like in real time, everyone. I had no idea that Diana knew Mary Drummond. This is like breaking news. I met Mary Drummond at Patricia King's ministry oh, yeah. over a decade, for sure over a decade ago. Oh my gosh. Hi, Mary. That, that is some craziness. Okay, so this is pretty typical of me. Like I usually get through a third of my questions. Um, and I like to just kind of flow with where the Lord is like really leading the conversation and, and, and the interview and the topic. And um, I still want to leave um, some ample time to just to pray and to release any prophetic words. I mean, if you get names for people, whether we, you know, see them on this now or not, I'm believing that they'll hear this in the future or someone will lead them to this so they can get encouragement. Um, so I'm only going to ask, I think, one other question, and then we're going to kind of uh, possibly just kind of wait on the Lord and see uh, what he wants to say in this little bit of time. Um, so my la I'm trying to pick like which one out of all of my 12 that I wanted to get through. We got through one. I just I just want you to know I got through one. Um, but because for me, and you know this about me already, Diana, um, romance, relationships, covenant marriage is a big deal to me, even though I've been single for all of my life, basically. <laughs> but it's something that I feel like I am tied to in such a way that it's not necessarily a, a bondage, but it's, 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 it's weighty. It's weighty on my heart, um, almost always. And it's something I love praying for, for single people, for single girls, especially single women, especially, as well as single men. But what is, I've just been asking everyone um, that's, and will continue to, because this is like one of the heartbeats of my heart. Heartbeats of my heart? Okay, that was weird. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but what is like two good nuggets of dating and relationship advice that you can give those of us that are waiting for God's best and might just feel really tired, especially if you're living alone during this quarantine, self-isolation or social distancing time. And my heart goes out to those that are not just single, but you're living by yourself. Um, I just want to kind of, I just want to say very quickly that God has not forgotten you. Like you are seen by God, like you are not forgotten. Um, but yeah, Diana, what are two wisdom nuggets you can give us as single people that love God, um, but that really want to see like our marriages flourish in the future. Okay. Um, super important 
that you love yourself. All of us judge ourselves. All of us hold ourselves in a shame bucket according to what we wish we were, what we wish we had done. Um, there's just a lot of judgment and regret that we heap on ourselves. Mm. And it's ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it, um, yeah. and we try to we try to mask it, we try to cover it with whatever. Um, but, you know, a friend got married and her dad was the minister and he said, the word says that you're to love others as you love yourself and that you can't truly love someone until Mm. you love yourself. Mm. And I had so many issues with myself at that point. I'm like, no, that's not true. And, you know, but you have, you can't give what you don't have. Okay. Wait, bro. <laughs> um, I can't, it, it's the same thing with spending time with God right now. My pastor can preach it all he wants, but if I don't go spend the time and engage the Lord in that message I've heard until it becomes mine, I'm just giving away somebody else's words, but I'm not giving away the essence. I'm not giving away the atmosphere. I'm not giving away the true substance of what that is until I've received it. And so with regards to relationships, no one else is going to complete me. Jesus alone completes me because he fashioned me. He designed me. He purposed me. And even through the broken family I came through and the broken circumstances I came through, when I yield those, when I bring those broken pieces to him, Mm. he makes beauty out of the broken places in my life. And he brings strength. And then I have a testimony. I now have a substance to give away. I have a place where I've met Jesus in my brokenness and he's made me whole. And I have that to give away. And so many people are looking for relationships to make them whole. And I tell people when we do, you know, premarital counseling, postmarital counseling, y'all don't, y'all double your luggage when you come together. Because <laughs> wow. you're bringing all of this and it doesn't go away. Wow. You just add the other person's all of this to it. Come on. And come so... On looking for a relationship to make you whole is never going to satisfy it. end. you may meet somebody who adores you and enjoys you and it's totally great, Mm. but there's still going to be lack because Mm. until I can sit with me and love me and find me adorable the way I found my husband adorable in that moment, the way I'm encouraging you to find your kids adorable in this moment you got to look in the mirror and you got to be able to find you adorable. Mm. You're going to hit all the places where you don't. If you will take the time to sit and look at yourself, the evil narrator is right there to go look at this and look at that. And that's right. And this is missing and look at that. And Oh, and if your nose were in a different place and if you had grown up in a different home and if you had a different set of hips and you had a different hair, you know, hair and you had a different skin color, whatever, or, you know, if you didn't talk the way you, you did, or, you know, the evil narrator is always there. And, at times I have to like at loud go shut 
up. That is not my father's voice. Mm. My father only speaks to me with love and gentleness and goodness and patience and kindness. And I have to say it out loud till this gets quiet enough that I can then regather myself and say, Lord, you tell me about me. And it's always, always going to be bathed in grace and gentleness and kindness and love and Mm. humor. I love the humor of God and the personal Mm. jokes we have and how he teases me and how he rolls his eyes at me. And we have such a beautiful place of fellowship that whenever shame comes in, it's Mm. so not the Lord. That's such a lie from the pit. My father does not talk to me that way. And I will have to say that out loud, but for any of you who are either in a relationship or looking for one, this is the first one you got to get. Because when I can receive love for myself and Mm. recognize that I'm actually lovable because Mm. God made me so. That part. Lovable. Lovable. Mm Mm-hmm. Lovable is huge. That's a good word. Because life's got enough crap in it to tell us you're not lovable. And it's a lie. Absolutely. I'm made in the image of my father. And he loves me. And that's it. He loves me. He paid the highest price. He gave a son who gave everything for me. Mm. I'm lovable. And when I can just receive that, and then I can look in the mirror and go, you're lovable, girlfriend. And you're funny mm-hmm. and you're quirky and you're a nerd and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're lovable because God loves you. Just breathe it in Wow. and just receive, receive. that love. Receive that. And have a party. Because <laughs> I'm lovable and I'm not having to like shout and lie to convince myself Mm. I brought all the broken pieces and rather than leaving them back here in darkness and shame, I just like, Lord, here's the broken pieces. Would you just come mm. love on them? Yeah. I don't oh, have to yeah. hide anything. There we go. I think those two right there, lovable, and you don't have to hide anything because as we're getting, you know, back down, and this seems to be a common theme in all of these talks that I'm having with people and all these chats, you know, when I ask this question, it really comes down to identity in this one-on-one relationship with God first and also not high, like really being authentic being authentic and with God of course like first and foremost being willing to expose your heart fully which is also super scary and it's so funny because the clip that I showed of you when you talked about pain you know because we get so fearful of pain um, because a certain circumstance can trigger that but there's also a pain that comes with when things are getting uprooted, like when God's actually doing a work. And I feel like some of you are in the process, whether you're actually single or married, I feel like God is uprooting some things in this time. Um, He's doing an uprooting and I'm speaking to myself as well as to you, but to the best that you can don't fight it, like surrender and just say, just say, God, okay. Like, okay, I want this. I want your best for me, I want to fully understand, like Diana and Patrice were saying, like that I am lovable. I want to actually feel that. I actually want to know that in my own gut. 
I don't want to just regurgitate something I heard online from a pastor. I don't want to just regurgitate something I heard from a worship song. I want to actually encounter the love of God for myself. And yeah, I feel like there's, you know, just stuff being uprooted. I, I was mentioning for those that are just joining this interview right now on the live, I was mentioning to Diana that I, you know, just got so like wrecked and confronted by the Lord prior to getting onto this meeting. That's why I, I feel a little like, who, like I just, my heart was bare before him and just cried some things out and just dealing with some disappointment. But like, as God does, like right on time, like if your if your eyes are open, you'll see how love has been chasing you down the entire time. And yeah, so if you're listening so to this right now, if you hear my voice right now, love is actually chasing you down. That's the whole reason why you're supposed to hear this whole, well, maybe you just popped in for minute number 35. Um, and we're actually going to pivot and transition. Like I want, I'll leave a link um, to where you can find out where Diana's church is. Cause she mentioned the church. We started to talk about, you know, how their mandate, their mission is abiding um, as well as adoration. And we talk about adoration. It's just like adoring the face of Jesus, adoring God. That's like some next level. That's the mature like, faith. That is a very mature body. I love Jubilee Church. Mm, kisses to you guys. Um, but I feel like there's something stirring right now, even in the atmosphere as I speak to you guys. And as Diana and I are just talking, um, something shifted before I got on this interview and the Lord's like, just let me do what I want to do. Um, and so we have just about eight minutes or so left, about eight minutes or so left. And I want to take this time um, just to speak words of blessing and encouragement over you. And Diana, whatever the Lord gives you or doesn't give you, this is not, you do not need to perform in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. But whatever he gives you, you have full freedom. I trust you. <laughs> and if y'all have questions or like hate mail, whatever, I'm still going to bless you and love you because I bless my haters. Like I love my haters. And if you're confused by some of the things that were talked about, leave me a comment, um, email me. Like I love engaging in conversation, but like engage in the conversation. Don't just sort of let this pass you by because this could actually be the moment where you've been asking God about some questions. You've been, you've just been in that place of wrestling. And I just feel like now is your time. Now is your time to allow God to really confront you, to allow God to actually show himself as God to you. Um, and so I'm, I just feel led to just pray blessing over you. And so I might not close my eyes, but this prayer is still legit because I want to look at you <laughs> in your eyes. Um, but Father God, I just thank you for every single heart that is listening to this. I thank you, God, for every single heart that has been crying out, even in the last couple of weeks where everything's amplified, but for those that have been crying out for months and for years. God, I ask that you would see them. I know that you see them, but God, I ask that they would feel seen by you. That they would feel seen by you in this moment. Um, I just pray a blessing over Lori. Just um, that name Lori was just coming to my spirit as I was just praying, just being feeling seen. Um, yeah, you're seen, Lori. The Lord has not forgotten you in any way, shape, or form. I bless your family. I bless your kids. I bless your grandkids in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And if there's a Rachel 
that comes across this, Rachel, I just say that you are blessed of the Lord. And the Lord is just saying, peace, be still to the storm that's around you. He's saying, peace, be still to the storm that's around you. He's not yelling at you. It's not a condemning word. He's literally telling the storm around you, Rachel, mm. peace, be still. Yeah, I got a Carly. Um, and Carly, I just really feel that the Lord is saying he's about to restore your joy. Come on. He's about to restore um, the joy that's been lost and that it's actually okay. Mm. Um, it's not rude or disrespectful based on whatever your circumstances have been, mm -hmm. but that it's, that it's really okay to just be joyful again. And that in that place, there's going to come so much healing. And I just want to release to everybody watching this now or watching the recording later. I just want to release a blessing of joy. Yeah. Joy. A just laughter, uproarious, gut-wrenching, belly laughter, even just starting in the smallest of giggles or even just a smirk, but that you would allow laughter to return to you. Oh, that's loud great. laughter to return to your life. There's so much life in laughter. Um, it says in the Old Testament that the joy of the Lord in Nehemiah 9:20, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Oh, come on. And so I just release a blessing of joy to you guys that will just come and it will overtake you. It might be inappropriate at some moments, mm -hmm. but just let the laughter return. Let the laughter return. It's going to increase your immune system. It's going to increase the health of your nervous system. It's going to increase everything in your life. It's going to shift the atmosphere in your home, in your work, on your on your laptop, on your phone, whatever you're doing. So I just release the joy of the Lord and laughter to you guys in this season. So good. So good. And being lovable is the inheritance of God's kids. <laughs> You've all been made in the image of God. Whether you have claimed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior yet or not, all of us have been created in his image. Wow. He is love and he is joy and he is peace. That is the inheritance of the children of God. Whoa. And, and, and knowing Jesus just explodes that so much more. There's, it's like opening the next level of benefits, like times a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for any of you who find yourself in a strained relationship or even just a strained relationship with yourself because you're single, I just want you to know. Come on. You're lovable. Receive wholeness there and begin to love yourself in a healthy way. And then you're not gonna be able to keep the people away. They're gonna be drawn because this world is so hungry for love, but you can't give, but you haven't received. So I just release the love and the acceptance of mm -hmm. your creator, God, who fashions you for his delight, who made you to bring his own heart joy. And I pray for you right now that you would be able to receive that acceptance and that love of God that he gave through Jesus, wow. his son, because it's the best thing ever. So <laughs> and it's so freeing. And there's so much goodness there. Wow.
And that love that you're looking for, God has for you, but he's going to start with you first. Yeah. Wow. I just, I know that some of you, even if you just dipped in for like two minutes and you're like, what is going on? You ought to, I feel there's so much peace being released right now. And I just feel like God is really meeting you where you're at. You just might feel like you're in the midst of a, a house of screaming kids right now and everything is chaos. Wow. I feel like even now God is meeting you supernaturally. Like you're going to have such an awareness of God's presence. And actually, um, Stacy Rue, you came to mind as well. And I just pray continued grace over you, continued grace as you parent your amazing kids. And Lord, I just thank you for using, um, wow, all circumstances yeah. to show how lovable we all are. Yes. And so a lot of times we think that these circumstances are just trying to fight us, but really, um, it is Romans eight twenty eight, right? That all things Always. work together for good. Like that's not just a Pinterest quote. That's actual scripture. That's actual truth that he's the one that works it out for good. And so he's actually, all the things that are pressing on us are actually for our, are benefiting us are actually going to be used for our benefit. And so, yeah, Stacey, I just bless you in this season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? Um, there are no, um, 18 year olds still sucking on pacifiers. Mm. Our kids grow. <laughs> mm. So if you're at home with your kids right now, this is a moment. Um, this isn't going to make or break their whole future. Mm. So don't miss this moment. Enjoy it. Just be present. Try to listen to your kids in a way you've never listened to them before. Listen to your spouse in a way you've never listened to them before. Listen to your own heart in a way you've never listened to your heart before. Give room to hear in this season. And, and so that means taking the frustrations and the, and the disappointments and just the, all the anxiety about being where we are right now. I'm just going, all right, I'm just going to sit that down. I'm going to heart. I'm just going to love on you. Yeah. And I'm just going to let you receive some peace, some joy, yep. some love, yeah. some laughter right now. Well, and I'm going to give you room to open up again and to feel and to hear. And, and the, the lens will shift. It'll shift just like that. And it'll make everything about this season totally different. Mm. Totally different. Oh, wow. Thank you, God, just for that time. Thank you, Holy Spirit, just for being present with us and for everyone that is listening to this. Thank you, God. And I pray that you feel the abundant, extravagant love of God for you because you are absolutely lovable. Yeah. Even when the circumstances would say, maybe you're not, no. The truth is you are absolutely lovable. And so, uh, Diana, I just want to thank you for really building us up and really strengthening us uh, today um you know you you have like this this very solid foundation like in the lord of yourself but like you what's the word what is the um not just uphold but like and not just support but there's a strengthening and building upwards that you do um for so many of us and i know that people just experienced a small small taste of that right now um, thank you for taking time 
just to be with me and Thanks for being with me <laughs> and just to chat and to pray a little bit and and I learned some new things about your story that I didn't I never knew about I mean wow this is this is great I mean also that you knew um Mary Drummond which is still blowing my mind that's so that's hilarious um happy Mary Mary and also um Pete uh Petey dropped in uh, for a hot second uh, while we were praying and he was like hey my people <laughs> so yeah. thanks Petey um for supporting and and we're just praying blessings over you as well and so um where can people like connect with you um or visit you if they're in the southern california area? um so i'm getting ready to start doing a monday morning meetup on facebook um at, it's either going to be at nine or ten um, so look for uh, Pastor Diana Anderson, I think. That's what I'm kind of just on Facebook, Pastor. On Diana. Facebook, okay. yeah. That page doesn't exist. It will exist by the end of this weekend. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. That's like some new new. That's like yeah, new, new. Um, okay. Connecting, connecting again. Um, okay, okay. JubileeChurch.org is where I'm the worship arts pastor and um, on their leadership team and you can always find me there jubileechurch.org you can email me at diana anderson at jubileechurch.org um i've got an instagram i post maybe twice a month so <laughs> yeah let's be real don't try to reach her on instagram yeah i post my husband on the tractor you know um just because i am like so busy so full right now in life that um I really give myself a lot of grace on the social media front. I'm like, I'm not going to try to compete because you're doing a lot. I'm just going to be about what I need to be about. So I'm doing that. But I love to reach out to people. <laughs> I do. I'm just going to be about uh, what I'm going to be about. I like coach. So um, <laughs> yeah, I do that too. So that, you know, keeps me busy as well. But yeah, you can find me in those places. And thank you for letting me be with you, Patrice, in this time. You've had some really great people, and I've really enjoyed watching it. By really great people, you mean yourself is included because you're a really great person as well. Thank so you. thank you for that. So the way that I um, always end um, these series of interviews is what's on your playlist right now? What are the what are three songs that are on your playlist or that are in some sort of rotation? um for you today uh-huh so um it's always musical theater <laughs> there's always musical theater bits in there um and then communion by stephanie gretzinger yeah yeah and forever amen by stephanie yeah. gretzinger yeah that album right yeah. now yeah i'm just kind of hanging out in that place with her and what's super super cool i've been on a like 11 year hiatus but in this season the lord is like dropping a ton of new songs to me so that's been really exciting so i'm spending a lot of time right now just cultivating um new songs and so yes. i'm excited about how that's gonna come out it's gonna be good yeah it's gonna be good Okay, well, you're going to have to hang up first, and then I tell everybody else bye afterwards. So. All right, well, bless all y'all. You're lovable. You're lovable. You're lovable and laugh. Okay, I'll see you later. Bye, guys. All right, bye, Diana. See you when it's
This one was kind of deep. We went there, but I really do hope you enjoyed this conversation that I had with Diana Anderson. And you can find her on Facebook. Definitely let her know what you thought of this conversation. Um, and if you want any prayer, if you have any questions, she is willing and ready to answer them. So for sure, just let her know what you thought of this conversation. She would love that. And I wanted to also just remind you guys, you can actually see all of my conversations from season one on YouTube. You can just go to two Together Good Co. Media. So again, you can find these interviews on YouTube. You can watch um, the folks I've been talking to in person, which I think might be kind of fun. So again, you can find me on YouTube, Patrice's Playlist, under Together Good Co. Media. And if you want to subscribe, that totally helps. Like you get the uh, content first and also helps to let other people know like, hey, this is, you know, a conversation or this is a thing that you might want to check out. And so um, love it when you spread the word and love it when you get feedback. So thank you just for being a part of this. I mean, I don't even fully know how we got here, but we did. And season two is going to be coming up and it's going to be really special. There's going to be 10 episodes and we have somebody from season one coming back for season two to continue a really cool conversation. So I cannot wait to share that with you guys. But just know, like, man, God's got something really special in store for you and for me. And even though it may seem like we are off course or like way off base, just know that he knows how to get us home and he knows how to get us back or he knows how to get us to the place of promise. So don't lose heart in the waiting. Don't lose heart in the waiting. You are loved, you are lovable, as Diana says, and you are seen by a God who knows you. So again, I love you, friend, and I cannot wait to hang out with you in season two. Let's keep this party going for a little bit. I'll talk to you guys later. You are blessed. Bye-bye.